Welcome to the Perfect Podcast. It helps you find perfection in the precious presence. Sponsored by the Easy Way Wall of Fame. Find us everywhere, every other week. Now it is time for our show with Will Perfect and Janet Lopez. All right. All right. Welcome to the Perfect Zone. All right. Thank you. We have got a great guest on tonight, and we also have someone very important who's going to introduce our guest. So why don't we get the show started and start with that introduction? All right. Yes, and welcome. Welcome to the Perfect Zone with Will Perfect and Janet Lopez. And this great show tonight is going to be with a very interesting guest, famed photographer, Don Atkinson. And take it away. All right. Thank you so much. And again, our guest is Don Atkinson, Jr., and he's a famed photographer, and he's going to be a great guest. Uh, We've got a lot of things to ask him. But first, I want to say hi to Janet. How are you doing, Janet? Hi. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm excited, too, for our guest and for everybody to hear him out and his story and the fact that he's uh, he's just a great photographer. So you guys will, will be listening to him later on today. Well, not only is he a great photographer, he knows how to get that moment. Uh, he, he was there before these people became big stars, um, notably Motley Crue, one of my all-time favorite groups. He was right there. Uh, with band leader Nikki Six and took the first pictures of the group. In fact, angle, stick to your guns and toast the tone. Uh, the pictures on the back of the uh, that um, the very first single from them was uh, his work. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that story and how that all well, went down for him. That's <laughs> coming up, and that'll be around, usually it's around 7.15 after the commercials. Um, so stay you know, stay tuned. Yeah, we'll and, give Don some additional minutes because it, the show started a little bit late, and we thank you for your patience. Patience is a virtue for a reason. It's enlightenment. But uh, I, I saw you, you did a red carpet recently. Eric Zuli had a birthday recently. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah, we did uh, celebrate um, his birthday with Dr. Uh, Don Chase Pierce as well. That was a great event. Uh, Yes, yesterday I went to another red carpet event. I showed showed up to this event, and it was a long – there was actually a line as to how many people wanted to go to this red carpet event yesterday. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking, oh, my goodness, there's this huge line. (laughs) I went down this huge line, and uh, one of the girls goes, you know, there's two. There's two. There's two lines. And I'm like, two lines. It's not just one. So I go all the way to the end, and there's this uh, woman at the end of the table, and she goes, I go, there's two lines. And I'm like, which one do I belong to? And she goes, no, there's no, there's not two lines. There's just one. And she goes, but if you're in the VIP list, you don't have to wait in line. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, next, you know, uh, the film direct, I worked on this uh, movie and actually mm-hmm. was invited there PR through a press release, uh, through a PR for the movie. And so my other director was there, and he's like, Janet, Janet. And um, next thing you know, they're like, she's VIP, she's VIP. I didn't even know I was VIP. So 
You know, it's funny. They never mentioned any of that. And so sometimes they, you know, they do that. And they're like, she's VIP. Uh, next thing you know, I skipped that line. Uh, and I was uh-huh. in front. Uh, so we went through, I went through the whole thing. And it was just a great I love day, that when that happens. Uh, yeah. I, right? I feel like uh, uh, you, you pull out the um, Mentos from the pocket. And, you know, you look at the camera and give them that big smile. <laughs> It was just great. Oh, I was able to announce the another movie that I'm working on that I just found out that I was cast in. And mm. so they would announce that. And and on top of that, the movie that I just worked on that just was premiered. And Your so career cool. is just uh, skyrocketing. Do tell us about uh, the MDB, the movie, um, uh, the credits for the movie base. Uh, not a lot of people understand how that works. Uh, do you want to talk a yeah, little bit about well, that? Yeah, a lot of people, I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm surprised. That, you know, I, I've been in the industry for a long time. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but I have. I've done, you know. I've, Her resume is I've, like five pages. Movies, short films, behind the scenes, and everything in between. Get ready for Movie Time with Jana Lopez. All right. Yeah, we wanted to, so I guess that we wanted to talk about, or that you just asked me, what's the IMDb? And I think a lot of people uh, don't know what that even stands for. Because, uh, you mm-hmm. know, we, we always just say the short IMDb. But IMDb stands for um, Internet Movie Database. And Okay, I would have guessed international. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it is technically international. It's actually one of the largest databases in the world, and it's one of the, it's what we use in the industry now, in the film industry, because it's been used for so long, and it's an easy way. So for, for people who watch a movie, if you watch a movie on TV and you want to know, like, who, who the actors were or who worked on that movie, you can easily look it up on IMDb, the title of the movie, and then you'll see uh-huh. all the people that were in it. And so all the everybody that was in that movie usually gets um, gets credit. Now, and the interesting thing about the movie is when your numbers are higher, it's it's better to have lower numbers, like in golf, right? Correct. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was telling you that because uh, I guess a lot mm-hmm. of people are under the impression that. I did not that, know. Yeah. Yeah, the a lot of people. A lot of people were under the impression that the larger your number is, the better your it is for you. So IMDb gives you star meters. And star meter, every individual has their own star meter, uh, regardless if you're an actor or not. Um, but you do have your star meter. And the, mm-hmm. the the thing is, people thought the larger your number is. So, like, let's somebody has, like, 600,000. That sounds very impressive, right? Like, wow, that's a big right. number. But, however, in, on IMDb, it's backwards. The larger your number is, the less popular you are. So it's actually the smaller the number, the more popular you are. Um, okay. If you look at Just the like A-listers. A golf team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You look and at so the when you get a credit, your numbers actually go down, right? Well, when you when you get a, it's not really about that. It's about how many, uh, like, it's about the movie that you were in. It's everything, like the budget, the people, everything goes all together. And then your star meter gets built like that. And for me, um, I think my I've, my best number 
so far has been in the 5,000s. That's really good. Anybody under 200,000, 200,000 is, is a large number, but if you at uh-huh. least 200,000, at least, um, at least that tells the person that you're a working actor. You're not that popular, but at least you're a working actor. Um, and anything like under 200,000, hopefully that's where somebody will fall under. Well, Janet, we're going to go on a commercial in, a, in about a minute here. Um, but I uh, just wanted to uh, say the easy way, also our sponsor is uh, credited with, um, so like when you do projects with the easy way, they, they get credited on what we were just talking about. Oh, IMDb. yeah. They, yeah, if you get on the, mm-hmm. yeah, because that, that's a show too, you know, so IMDb is for mm-hmm. movies, but TV shows go on there as well. So you can definitely check that out. Yeah, so now we know, you know, the numbers are, are great. If they're important, it's actually how you know um, where you're at and everything. I was, mm-hmm. I, time goes by so fast. We're talking about IMDb. But um, so we use it, um, actors, I'm an actor. We use it as a, almost like a, it's almost like a like a resume for us. So, like, if somebody says, well, what movie have you been in? What TV show? I just tell them to go to my MDB because there's so many that that it's just so many. Okay, well, we're going to go to a commercial, and then we're going to get oh. we're gonna get Don on the phone, and we're going to have an extended uh, show with him because uh, the show didn't start until a little later. But uh, we're going to give him those minutes. But uh, going to our sponsors right now. Imagine a social network that's based on quality members over quantity, where you can easily find the qualified leads you're looking for, where members treat each other as family and promote each other's projects. Get interviewed, manage your business, and sell your product or service on our new EasyWay store. Let us do the promotional heavy lifting for you. We've created an all-in-one solution with all the tools you would ever need to promote you and your client's business, all accessible by one simple login. Social media done for you. Introducing the new 2022 EasyWay Network with our built-in wall of fame that helps you to search and find that profile you want to network with that matches your business needs while boosting your own notoriety at the same time. This year, we've made it even easier on you. Oh, did we mention you make money? Create your free account today by texting EASYWAY, that's letter E, letter Z, to 55678. Or visit EasyWayNetwork.com. Got questions? Give us a call at 424-209-9290. All right. Uh, well, welcome back, and welcome to the show, Mr. Don Atkinson, Jr., Oh, Will. Good tidings. And Janet, say say hi, Janet. Hi, Don Anskins, Jr., a legendary photographer and artist. It's so nice to meet you. And, you know, I have some questions, too. Okay, I was just looking at those awesome red carpet photos of you, uh, looking pretty good. Thank you. Thank yeah, we, you. We should get you to come down to those um, events because I know it's like as soon as you take a picture of someone, they become great stars like instantly. I could name off <laughs> uh, many number of groups Poison, Wasp, uh, Motley Crue. All these groups started after they had pictures with you. I mean, it's just amazing how that happens. They just they bloom after they get a picture <laughs> session with you. Oh, thank you so much. Right, a lot of right place and right time. Yeah, so, what, so do tell what about, uh, you know, I guess, 
I do have a question for you, uh, John, sure. and my question would be this. You know, there's photographers, but then there's photographers that just have an eye for, for artists and eye for celebrity, future celebrities. But how did you get to that situation? There's at least one story where that happened to you, and how did you get there? Sure. Yeah, talk a little Basically. bit about the uh, Nikki Sticks. Yeah. I will do Wait, that. Wait, let him answer that. But, but basically, sure. I mean, to, to answer Janet's question first, um, there's uh-huh. a great old rocker named Ian McLuggan, and he's one of those guys that used to play with everybody from the Rolling Stones to, you know, every, every group on the planet. And I think I go by his philosophy. And they said, Ian, how do you keep getting these great gigs? And he said, because I'm an easy hang. And easy hang, he mm. brings no drama. He just does his job. And uh, so I think, luckily, I think I have the right personality that from the beginning, you know, I started meeting all these bands. Um, you know, I made them feel at ease, and uh, they just took me under their wings and said, come on, hey, let's, why don't you come hang out with us on New Year's Eve? Why don't you do this, this, and this? And, you know, that's how basically one thing led to another in the early days of these club shows where I'd be working for one band, then meet the opener or meet the a band manager from somebody else and then start talking them up, and pretty soon I'm getting invited to shows. No. That's so That's true. That makes a lot of sense. You know, sometimes, uh, I, that, even with the movie industry, like if you are do your a good job and you're a great hang, uh, we'll definitely like you get referred to the next place and the next place. And that's awesome, even in the photography business, where that works for you as well. Exactly, Janet. I mean, you, you can, since you're in the movie industry, you've heard all the stories about those actors or actresses who bring a lot of drama and how people don't like to work with them. If you do a really good job and are able to be a really good, um, you know, uh, member of the family, good things will come your way. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. the thing is, when you go the extra mile, the, the road, it's no longer gridlock. It's open road. Um, not a lot of people are going that, that extra mile. And I did do a, a session with uh, Don, and he is excellent to work with. He's very relaxed, um, a great studio, plays music. Um, and we, in fact, we played some Motley Crue that night. So do take us back exactly. to how you met Nikki and how that started. Sure. Uh, basically, in the glory days of the uh, the L.A. club scene, which is late 70s and early 80s, uh, which was a time that hasn't been paralleled since, um, you know, I basically in the beginning had borrowed my dad's camera and started going to shows and then started getting good at photography. And there was one up-and-coming act in L.A. who was supposed to be the next big thing, and I was there in the audience. And somebody comes up next to me and says, hey, who are you? And I go, oh, you know, I'm Don Atkins. And I just, you know, gotten cocky and made some business cards up. And uh, they're like, oh, uh-huh. who are you working for? And I said, oh, I, I'm a freelance, the top of my head. And uh, they said, oh, really? And I said, look, here's some examples of my work. Showed them the work. And they said, you know what, this is really good. Uh, we're going to come back here in a couple of minutes. Sure. So they came back and they said, hey, you want to come upstairs and meet the artist? And so I went upstairs and met the artist that I was there to shoot, started talking with them. And that kind of started the whole, the whole ball rolling with, hey, you know, you want to come shoot our show New Year's Eve? Uh, you want to do this, this, and this? And in getting in that whole scene of things, I had gotten acquainted, acquainted with another uh, girl act called The Orchids. And The Orchids mm-hmm. was the follow-on to The Runaways, which was a Kim Fowley, um, you know band. 
and the Orchids was going to be the next big Dennis. thing. Yeah, and they, mm-hmm. they, they had a record deal in MCA Records, and pretty soon I'm going to all their shows, and the drummer of the group, uh, her name was Lori McAllister, um, she said, hey, Don, have you seen my boyfriend's band yet? I go, no, who's your boyfriend? Well, he has a group called London. I'm like, no, I haven't, I haven't seen them. I, I've seen their posters around town. Those are the guys with the big hair. And she <laughs> said, yeah. And I said, oh, you got to come. And so there turned out to be a show coming up in a couple of weeks. I said, okay, I want you to come uh, the London show. I want you to meet my boyfriend, Nikki, and uh, see this band. So I got on the guest list, went to the show. You know, before the show started, met Nikki backstage. Him and I hit it off. Uh, and, you know, saw their show, and I'm like, wow, these guys are cool. It was sort of like, they were sort of like in the vein of of the glam rock bands, like, you know, Slade and, and uh, Sweet back Dolph. in those days, mm-hmm. except with really, sure. really big hair. And uh, <laughs> so I got to, got to know him, and then pretty soon I was getting invited to all the London shows. Oh, wow. That, that goes well. Yeah, so it was a... Where... Mm-hmm. It all starts somewhere simple, where it's just you meet the you just a, meet somebody and they get you in, but then they love your attitude, your personality, and that leads exactly. you down this amazing road. Exactly. Yeah, from what I understand, for London, that that was a band that like uh, Cinderella. Some of the guys came from there. Um, uh, there was like it was like a factory for stars as well, wasn't it? It really was, and their lead singer. Um, at the time, was a guy named Nigel Benjamin. Nigel Benjamin was this classic British rocker with an incredible voice, who had, who had uh, fronted the last ever version of Mott the Hoople, uh, but for contractual oh. reasons, they had shorted, they shortened the name to Mott uh, to not get, get crosswise with, I guess, Ian Hunter at the time. And so he mm-hmm. was, the, he was lead singer of that, and then Mott uh, kind of dissolved. Ian came to. Uh, uh, I mean, so Nigel came to L.A. and uh, then, you know, got this invite and, and, you know, joined London. And they were really lighting up the L.A. scene pretty heavily for about a year, year and a half in that version of the band before things went and they morphed into other bands with other players coming in and out that laid the seeds for other great bands to follow. Wow. Because I heard, like, it was uh, some of the guys from Guns N' Roses and Cinderella and, of course, Motley Crue, and then there was uh, that movie decline of the Western civilization and London was figure another version of London was uh, featured in that movie. Yes. Later version of London uh, that was a uh, way after I was involved with them, but they continued on the soul and essence of that group was the guitarist, Lizzie gray uh, rest in peace. He died a few years ago and they kept, uh, you know, uh, you know, doing the scene heavily in LA. I never really, really got the big, big deal. Uh, as far as a record deal or anything, but you know everybody in LA knew them. Tell us about Poison because you met them before they had CC Deville, who was a big part of the band. Yeah, I mean back when uh, Motley first started out, uh, one of the people helping them out with publicity in the early days was a woman named Vicky Hamilton. Uh, Vicky mm-hmm. Hamilton was uh, kind of uh, like me; she was an easy hang uh, with uh, artists. And she was really, really handy with getting artists' uh, publicity at places like Tower Records, Licorice Pizza, the local record stores in L.A., and getting their promo materials up. And so she became friends with London, and because she was so good with bands, she started working with a bunch of bands and uh, managing them. And so she got these guys who had just come over, I think, from Illinois or Indiana, 
Um, and basically, it was the uh, I'm sorry, no, that was the Guns N' Roses later. Sorry, but she got the Poison guys when they came from Pennsylvania, oh, and she was yeah, mm-hmm. she was their manager. And I get this call one night and says, "Hey, Don, I got this uh, new band I want to bring over next week for photo, uh, promotional pictures." And I had a lot of nice little uh, porta studio that I would set up uh, for shoots, and I would just get bands in and out in a couple of hours. Uh, for a really nice rate that was uh, basically undercutting my competition. But I was doing so many shoots, and Poison was one of them. They came over, really, really cool guys, really, really nice, uh, you know, uh, probably about three hours with them, of which uh, probably about half of that was makeup and hair. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, got to talk to them and did some great shots of them. I really, really liked them. And they said, hey, Don, dude, we're playing at the Roxy in a couple of weeks. Hey, we want you there that night, too. And so not only did the studio shoot, but then went to shoot him with the Roxy. Really, really sweet guys. And you cut to um, a few years ago with uh, the NAM show. And I was uh, there, and Ricky Rocket was there with his uh, Rocket Drum Company at his display. Uh-huh. And I went up and talked to him and said, hey, Ricky, you may not remember me, uh, but, you know, I did one of your early shoots. He goes, yeah, the guy with the house in Redondo Beach. I remember you. <laughs> and it was really, really nice. And just had a wonderful, you know, catching up with him 30-something years later. That is awesome. It would look I mean, wacky, the fact that uh, he I remember know... you is great. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, say that again, Jim. I said the fact Janet, that he remember you all those years. You know, you have so many photographers, but you're, you have something where they still remembered even after all those years. It's amazing. Well, it was it was, was really quite at... unusual because I had this my first ever starter home, my first home I had bought in the early '80s. Had this living room, and I would do all these photo shoots in my living room where I would move all the furniture to one side, put a portable backdrop up, and you know drape it on the floor and just shoot bands in there. So it wound up being you know quite a thing where you know almost every week I was doing a promo shoot or album cover shoot. Uh, you know, I did the, the several things for Vicki Hamilton. I did a lot of things for Metal Blade Records, including several of their album covers. And, you know, that you can't tell in the album covers that they're really shot in somebody's living room in North Redondo Beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a nice place. And, and upstairs is a brand new, like, great studio. So anybody who wants to get pictures with Don, it's a beautiful studio upstairs. Yeah, and that was uh, several and, years later. Actually, you go back to 1992 uh, when I did really well in my corporate world and I was able to buy the house in South Redondo Beach, uh, which is the house mm. you've been to, Will. It uh, had a lot more yep. room, and then I was able to add that, uh, build a second-story uh, dream studio for myself and my wife. And you went to the mall with uh, Motley Crue, too. I saw those photos. Like, they are just walking around, and then there was uh, the... <laughs> Uh, I guess I'd read where a, a police officer came and talked to the people and then he ended up <laughs> posing with the cops and everything too. It was really cool. Uh, after we did the first photo shoot, uh, I said, hey guys, uh, let's do something a little fun. Uh, let's go down the street since you've got to go head uh, west anyway. Let's go to Cerritos Mall and get some shots there. And I also had a friend working at Spencer Gifts on the mall. I thought I'd uh, shock the hell out of her. So we went down the Cerritos Mall, got out my camera, just said, hey, guys, you know, let's start walking down the mall here. And they're walking down the mall. I started taking pictures of them. And, you know, we turned a lot of heads. And then after a few <laughs> minutes, all come, all of a sudden, here comes mall security. Uh, you know, a woman oh, no. in, a, in a 
and a man, uh, you know, a security guard, and they said, excuse me, you can't be doing that here and all this stuff. And the woman, was interestingly <laughs> enough, she was looking, uh, you know, smiling at Vince, and Vince started smiling back at her, working the room. Next thing you know, you know, I said, oh, yeah, no, this is, these are the next up-and-coming guys and this and that. And, and she said, oh, really? And she started really liking Vince. And next thing you know, we're taking pictures of her and the group in the mall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she became a fan. That of is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to be really working on a book, putting these, these uh, pictures together? Uh, my wife keeps bugging me to do my own book, and uh, even uh, in the last uh, year, Nikki Six, because uh, him and I talk to each other and text each other every once in a while, and he says, yeah, I think, uh, Don, I think there's maybe a book uh, needing to be done, and so I have some additional encouragement from him, and uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, I, I've been spending the last couple of years, uh, thanks to COVID, uh, scanning and archiving about a quarter million negatives, and I'm finding a lot of real gems that are, uh, uh, looks like it's book-worthy. Wow. Yeah, Tell us a little bit about uh, Blackie. Black, you know, if... Blackie? Blackie is somebody yeah. that after, um, uh, let's see, Toward one of after Nikki left London, um, the Blackie went ahead and joined the group, and, and Nigel Benjamin was no longer of the group. Um, Lizzie went ahead and had read had uh, met Blackie because of Nikki, and uh, reached mm-hmm. out to Blackie, and so for about a month, Blackie fronted London, and uh, wow. they they actually wound up and played one show at the Starwood. Uh, so I did the one and only studio photo shoot of London with Blackie and then the one and only concert with Blackie fronting the, the group. And then after that, uh, they had uh, creative and artistic differences. Blackie didn't want to go down the path of glam and, and you know, the prettiness. He wanted to go more in the category of, I want to shock the hell out of civilization. So that's when he came up with the concept for Wasp which followed another concept he had called Circus Circus that he had for a while, which was sort of like the big top meets uh, shock rock. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it a group called Sister before that he was in? Yeah, there was also Sister before Circus Circus. Okay, and then also I I read he was a member of the New York Dolls for, you know, a couple months. He he Um, was in the final, mm -hmm. yeah, the final version of the New York Dolls uh, before they disbanded. And uh, it's interesting in that, Nick, uh, you know, I was over at Blackie's apartment uh, in Hollywood, and he was telling me, he goes, yeah, he goes, you know, and he would have that Blackie way of talking. He goes, you know, Don, I was a, you know, 90-mile-an-hour pitcher in high school on my baseball team. I go, yeah? He goes, yeah, I got contacted by the Detroit Tigers uh, farm team, and I came to a decision point at the same time I got this offer to be in uh, the New York Dolls. And he said something like, you know, I decided to rock and roll. Wow. <laughs> you know, and I saw him like uh, like some of the uh, footage uh, of their shows, and he would throw the um, posters in the audience. And at one time they had raw meat that they would oh, yeah. throw into the audience. So that's one of the two shows I've, I've been trampled at. I was at a show where he threw live meat into the audience, uh, raw meat into the audience, and I had just started yeah. wearing glasses, and everybody went into a frenzy. My glasses flew off and got crushed on the ground, 
And, you know, and then in that same time period, I also got run over at a Billy Joel show with all these crazed uh, women fans rushing the stage, and I got run, run over by them, too. Oh, no. Oh, Billy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Well, we've got a, um, a couple minutes. Uh, if there's any um, uh, places people can contact you, look you up, um, get into business with you, uh, if you want to share some of that, it would be a good time for you right now. Sure. Uh, I continue to shoot a lot to this day. Last week, I was fortunate to shoot Judas Priest at the Shrine Auditorium with uh, Queensryche opening. I'm uh, going through the process right now. To I'm going to be shooting Alice Cooper and uh, Ace Freely next month. And I've got a bunch of photo shoots coming up. And you can find out uh, everything I'm doing on my Instagram page. I post something at least twice a day. It's Don Adkins, A-D, not T, A-D-K-I-N-S, photo on Instagram. And uh, you'll see it's a mix of new stuff I'm shooting as well as old stuff and then the occasional fine art model thing that I throw in there. Uh Uh-huh. Well, and I saw you had the the original press kit for Motley Crue, uh, including the cassette tape, and including the um, 45 <laughs> single, and all that stuff is way sky high in value, which is uh, and you're yeah, perfectly in perfect shape. It's funny every time I've been on some other uh, you know video shows in the last couple of years, and when people see that, uh, the hosts almost pass out when they see that I have that stuff. And so yeah, it just uh, well, it sits on the shelf, yeah. and I've had people tell me that I'm sitting on a gold mine in my house. <laughs> well, that and the stories and the memories too are a gold mine in and in, in of themselves. Yeah, it's it's been a really good life. I'm glad to have been able to, you know, been on the LA music scene at a time like no other. Uh, I think I was telling you that, uh, and 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 also talking to Nikki uh, about a few months ago. In that in that time period, you go to a Berlin show, and you'd see all the glam and hard rock dudes in the audience. You'd go to a London show, and you'd see all the punks and the new wavers with their skinny ties in the audience. And it's just everybody supported each other in a really good way uh, that I think is a lesson for today in that if we could all just learn how to live with each other and our differences, I think it would be a lot better place. Yeah. Don, not only do you paint a great picture with your pictures, but with your words as well. And we just want to thank you again for coming on this show. This is an, a true honor for me. Hey, it felt like a perfect zone for me tonight. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on. You were amazing. Hey, thank you so much. Well, everybody, happy Thursday. And our next guest is going to be uh, the drummer from the uh, power pop group, Czar. And they've got a new group uh, called Brother Steve, and his name is also Steve. So that's going to be a great show as well. And uh, we thank everybody who heard this, and um, happy Thursday to all. Bye, everybody. Bye. Until next Thursday.